Babakama Daf Kuf. We're starting from Tzadi Tesema Beis, the very bottom in the Gemara. Uh, four lines up, Ahi, it's in the middle of the line. So just to recap what we had, we're talking about the liability of somebody who makes a mistake in judgment. So in other words, someone comes over, he's a money changer, and he says, hey, is this a good coin? Should I accept this in business? Money lender looks at it, he says, yeah, that's a good coin. The reality is it was not, and that... Uh, causes a loss to the person who asked him the question because now he can't necessarily chase down the person who gave him the coin. So the Gemara was talking about how that could theoretically, the person could be liable. But what did we come out yesterday? That it depends on their skill. If the person is a novice or an amateur, they haven't known, they don't have much to know, then for sure they're liable. It's totally negligent to rule on such a question if you don't know everything there is to know. Even someone who's somewhat knowledgeable, if there's more for them to know, they don't know all there is to know, that's considered a matter of negligence. And uh, therefore they would have to pay. But the Gemara spoke about people who are totally uh, knowledgeable, experts, nothing more for them to learn, like Danko and Isser. And Danko and Isser, those are such expert money lenders that if they would make a mistake, they would make a mistake, it could only be due to like some fluke accident. And the fluke accident, as the Gemara explained, is like government suddenly put on a new stamp last night, you know, that we're not aware of or something. And then if they made a mistake, so they would be exempt. So that, that's what we saw on the end yesterday. So now the Gemara is going to put this into practice, that there was a woman, he is the Asa Dinar it was a woman who showed a dinner to Rabkhiya to verify the coin was good. And Rabkhiya, in fact, told her that it was good. So she accepted it as payment from someone. The next day, she came in front of Ramali. She says, I showed it. For Ramali Bishu, they said to me, it's a bad coin. I can't go as currency. So, in other words, you, you, you were wrong. Rabkhiya said to Rab, I'll go exchange it for her, meaning go give her another coin from me. Right on my leisure, that it was a bad deal. I lost the money. I, um, my mistake, because I never should have given my advice on it. So it seems that he had to pay. So Gemara Zakasha, my shna dan kubisr. Why is Rabbi any different than the experts of Dan Kubisr? They were potter because they didn't have to learn their craft any further. In other words, they were such experts that it's considered not an act of negligence when they possibly went wrong. It's only due to the fluke accident. So says the Gemara, Rabbi Anami, lav lemig merkabai. The Gemara assumes that Rabbi as well didn't have to learn any further. How the Gemara knows that, I have no idea. You shouldn't just need to say the Gemara knows that uh, Rabbi was a total expert in, in coins. So if he, he could only make, be wrong here in the Psaq, based on some sort of fluke, like, and therefore he should be positive. It's not negligence. So why is he liable to pay? So the Gemara answers, Rabbi Chiyah, lefnimi, yeshurus, and then hudavad. Rabkhiya, you're right, was not high by the letter of the law to pay. He was going what we call lefnim miyashuris adin, what's beyond the letter of the law. Why would a person do something that's beyond the letter of the law? Because it's Hunter of Yosef. It was like Rav Yosef taught in Nebraisa. So this is the Pasuk here is talking about. This is when Yisra's advice to Moshe, how he should guide the Jewish people. So it says in the Pasuk, the full Pasuk is, show them to instruct them the derech of the Torah, as a master shayasun, and the actions that they should do. So what exactly is that referring to? Uh, you know, we keep the Torah, we get that, but what are these, all these extra words referring to? So, this refers to a livelihood. Rashi says that means Talmud Torah, it's the source of their life, meaning they shouldn't just have it, but they should realize it's their livelihood. What does that mean practically? It means the establishment of, uh, Mark Shaw says, the establishment of Ate Medrash. Understand that this is where the life comes from. And the ways, that means the, the certain way, it's a certain way of Hashem. So just as Hashem is, is as good character, so we have good character. That's the root of, that's the root of Gemilas Chasadim. Is, is following the ways of Hashem. That's the derech. Yelchu, that they walk to Bikr Chol. That's a reference to visiting the sick, which is um, you, go to the, you, go to the, you go to the sick person, you go to him, then you fulfill the mitzvah. Ba, in it, zukru, that refers to burying of the dead. Ba means like, you know, total lishma, where you're not getting anything from it, right? The person passed on, it's the ultimate chesed shal ames. 
as avasa the action zehadin that refers to the law. In other words, the, uh, to act according to the law. Those are things that a person, you know, the strict law that they have to observe. Asher yasun that they will do zu lefnim yishurus adin. That there's a concept that a person should do what is lefnim yishurus adin. So it's hard to know and how hard to apply. But lemaisa there is such a concept that the Torah itself really legislates that there's a din of lefnim yishurus adin. Right. So I. How do you define it then? Is it then? Is it Lefimishus? And I have to do it. But it's certainly Lefimishus isn't an idea, but it's the right thing to do. And therefore, despite the fact that he was technically Potter, because he was so knowledgeable, so it was an onus that he ruled wrongly, still, as Lefimishus, then he wanted to pay back. Says the Gemara, now this is where showed a dinner to Rabbalaz. Ramam Ali, Rabbalaz said it's a good coin. Amalai Rishlakish said, Chazi Dalacha Samechna. He said, You should know that I'm totally relying on you. He gave him that heads up. Amalai, Kisamachalai, my Lamemra. What do you mean to say? You know, that's what you say you're relying on me. Are you trying to tell me? If you're trying to tell me it's a bad coin, then I'm going to be liable for your loss and I have to exchange it. You you said that it's only according to Rameir who's done Dina de Garmi. So what does that mean? That we were talking about previously, you know, someone who burned the star of his friend. So we spoke about that. According to Rameir, he's done Dina de Garmi, which means he looks at an act of action, which a little bit more even through its causative effects. So burning a star, according to Rameir, is liable. But there are abundant hold in the other way. There are abundant say that even when something is an act of damage in a causative way, you're potter, because it's only when it's a direct mice has it. That you're chayev. So if you think about it, giving a wrong psak, what would you say that that is? This is really a whole new wrinkle in the sugya. Right? Yesterday we learned, let's say, if somebody shechs wrongly. Okay, so that's an act of damage, right? He, he, he slaughtered the animal. He actively ruined its value by doing a messed up shechita. But what would you say about someone who passes wrongly on a coin? If you think about it, it's really only causative because the, the, the loss only comes from the fact that he trusted him and therefore he's not going to go get a better coin from his true customer. So isn't that really just a garmi? So if you hold like Ramir, that's great. Don't even garmi. And if I'm fully relying on you and doing it based upon you, so you could say that that's a garmi and you're high like Ramir. But my life, Ramir, but let's Generally, that means we don't hold like Ramir. So if we don't hold like Ramir, why would I be liable? So I'm a little low, Ramir, but let's like Ramir. No, 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 no. Ramir holds a garmi and we actually pass him like Ramir. So just to speak out a little bit here, we know grama is potter. What's a grama? Grama is when I cause something to happen. Like, what's an example? Like, just, you know, the classic case, you know, you incite a snake to kill somebody, you're potter, because that's grama. You only cause it. You didn't do it. So now we're having a dispute that we're between the mayor and the rabbanon if you're don dini de garmi. So it seems that some rishonim hold grama and garmi is really all the same. It's all causative action in some indirect way. But most of the rishonim go to great lengths here in the sugya to try to figure out, actually, grama is a lower level. And everyone agrees grandma is potter. Garmi is a notch above. It's not quite, you know, destroying, destroying your stuff directly, but it's a notch above grandma. It gets very, very subtle how to understand it. But basically, it's, it's like over here, it's like there's a direct thing that I do to you, just the impact on you financially is not direct. In other words, inciting a snake, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not dealing with you at all, right? I just, I'm dealing with the snake, and then the snake goes to the tax you. So there, I'm just behind the scenes. I'm totally indirect. That's that's potter. But Garmi, if you think about it, I burn your star. I paskin wrongly on your coin. So I'm directly dealing with you in a certain way and causing you a loss of money. That's the dispute in Garmi. They're very subtle. I'm certainly oversimplifying it. That's always the big question that the Rishonim discusses. Is it Garmi or is it Graman? That's what's fascinating in Halacha, is that the Gemara is saying here that we paskin like Ramea, that done in Garmi. So now the Gemara just wants to know where is the source of this Rameir that Don Dini Garmi? Hi, Rabbi Meir. Maybe you'll say it's this Rameir. Let's say someone is, is judging a monetary case. He said that the liable party is really not liable. 
Chayav is and he said that the one who is not liable is liable. Tamei said tar. He said what that which that which is tar. He said is tamei tears. So tamei he said that which is tamei is really tar. So in all these cases, Masha also asked it. What he has done, he has done. Meaning the verdict stands; it cannot be reversed. So once you know what once a verdict is a verdict is there. But however, Yishami Beso, the judge who judge wrongly has to pay from his own property. You know, let's hope he has insurance on that. It's an interesting concept that is judge. The judgment is there. Then, um, since it cannot be reversed, so he's liable for what he did. So, that's a raya of Don Yudinu Garmi, because what's, what's the Misa has it? It's all for what he caused, not direct. But however, the Gemara says, no, Eitmar Allah was said about that, Mishamar Bilam Arav, who should not have an awesome We're talking about he actually took the money and gave it with his own hand to the other party. So, there's the whole different cases. Rashi goes through how this works. In the first case, where you said that the liable party was actually not liable, the case was that the defendant had already given a mashka to the plaintiff to secure the debt. So, when he said that the defendant wasn't liable, the judge then went ahead with his hands, took the mashkun back from the plaintiff, and returned it to the defendant. So he actually took away rightful money from someone with his hands, and he did an action and gave it, gave it to the other person. In the second case, where you said the person was not liable, is liable, it means you took the money with his hand from the defendant and you gave it to the plaintiff. With the case of Tommy Antar, it means he like he was trying to prove that he was like, you know, I'm telling you the truth. So what did he do? He took a dead sharet and he touched the food in question. It's like, you don't believe me this thing is Tommy? I'm telling you it's Tommy. You know, he takes the dead sharet and he touches it to, to, to give substance, you know, for sure, tell me now. And in the last case, where he said that uh, something that was really telling me he said was tar, he mixed the food in question with other tar food. Again, to like back off what he's saying is true with emphasis. I'm telling you I'm right. right. And then he does an action to back it up. So in all these cases, there was actually some sort of action which the judge had done. In other words, if he was just paskin and based upon that, certain things occurred. So that would be, that, that, that might be garmi and maybe it wouldn't be chayv. But the case specifically in the Mishnah is that he did actions with his own two hands to back up his, his psaq and that could be the action of Hezek. So we don't have a proof from there. So the Gemara says, maybe we have a different source. Elohar, maybe it's this Ramir. We're going to see in a Mishnah here. This is the Mishnah on the Ahmed Beis. Let's follow the other Shachar. Someone gives wool to the dyer. He instructs him to dye red and he dyed it black. Shachar, let's follow He instructs him to dye black and he dyes it red. Rabbi Meir, Omer, Rosen, let's make Tamro. He pays the value of the wool. So what's the Pshad? We assume, the Gemara is assuming now that it's like a grama, the Gemara assumes that dye does not take hold immediately in the wool right when you boil it. It only takes hold a few days later. So therefore, putting the wool in the vat is really only causative action. It's not considered direct action of hesitism. So no, that's what the Gemara thought the Metzias is, that it doesn't take hold in it right away. So therefore, it's garmi. So, so what do I see? That you're still liable. Says the Gemara, no, there it's considered an active hand. You put it in right away. You set the dyeing process in motion. So therefore, it's considered actual action. It's not only causative. So we still need a source. Elohar Rameyers, this Rameyers is not. Whoever so talking about the Isra of Kalim. So remember, with Kalim, when you mix in a vineyard, grains, so the halacha is that, that it becomes Asr Bahana. So someone who actively he spreads his vine over the standing grain of his friend. So he's making it for Benin and Hana. Harisa Kiddish. He's made it unfit. It's made it um, like Kedusha here doesn't mean like holy. It means like, you know, like a disqualified in a certain sense. It's Kile Akarim. The Chayev, he's therefore liable for the loss. So Lachaira, why don't you tie now? That um, that that's only that's only uh, that's that that's only grandma. That's that's what Gemara is thinking here in the, in the in the Havimina because the Gemara is thinking that it's more about uh, that 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 it's really about causing and then it's the growth that comes out. But the Gemara doesn't believe in that. Gemara says There it is, a Meaning the grain is growing by itself, but you spread the vine over over the gra- the standing grain. So therefore, it is considered a direct act of damage. Interesting point. Okay, so the Mar has to try again. Let's say there's a, the wall by a vineyard, the wall becomes breached. 
So in the case where the wall becomes breached, the owner of the field says to the owner of the vineyard, right, fix the breach, because if the grain is going to grow an extra 200th while the wall is breached, it's going to become also a kalayim. So it's all in the vineyard to repair it, because the owner of the vineyard has to distance his vineyard four walls, when, four amos from the grain, when there's no wall. If there's a wall, then it can go right up to the wall. So now that the wall is breached, who's in violation? The vineyard. So therefore, it's on the vineyard to, 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 breach up, to, to wall up the breach. So Nifritzov, after he did it, got breached again. Again, he tells him to wall up the breach. If the owner of the vineyard abandoned the breach, he did not wall it up. So just understand something here in Kalim. <coughs> as long as you still plan on putting up the breach, even if it grew, it doesn't become Osir. It only becomes Osir if you're like, you will. There's like a certain sense of desire for that growth. So if you, if you gave up hope, that's specifically what we're talking about. He gave up, he abandons. He's like, eh, I'm not going to do it. So at that point, now his his abandonment on the wall is what's triggering that the growth of the Kalayim is going to be Asabana. So then Ariza Kide, she made the grain unfit. The Chaibach and he's responsible for the loss that comes to the owner of the grain. So I see here, what did I do? I did nothing, right? In this case, now we actually see Dunning Gamiya. I did nothing. I'm just not owning up to my responsibility of walling up the breach. And by doing that, I'm, right. And by doing that, since, and obviously, like you're saying correctly, I, I coupled with the factor that I was miyayish, I'm causing the grade that grows is that that's not an action. In other words, in the previous case where I put my vine on top of your grain, okay, there the more made argument that's a maizahazik. Here, it's hard to argue it's a maizahazik. So therefore, um, we have a raya that Rameir is done in dina de garmi, and that's what we're referencing before, that so the guy who's ruling on the coin incorrectly, done in de garmi, then he would be liable. All right, says the mission is in Tzema, it's Tzema Someone gives wool to a dyer to dye. However, the, the vat burns it. So it seems that he, he left it in for, 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 for too long. So we discussed yesterday, what was the case? Was the wool ruined immediately? Or was it that it became ruined after it was left too long? Right? Was it the extra value that got ruined is just the raw wool? But either way, he has to pay for the value of the wood. So basically, what are you? You're like a Shomer Sachar. So you have to... You're working with it, but you're getting paid for your services. So therefore, you got to be careful that you don't uh, you don't you don't mess it up. So therefore, you have to pay for the value of the wool. Tzavolko, or let's say he dies it, but he does a bad job. Like it looks bad at the end. So in that case, so this is interesting. So in this case, there's he's not a, he's not a gazan that he's kona this is kona bishinoi because there's no real shinoi here. It's 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 considered that it was. Um, it was just done poorly. So therefore, what? how does he pay? So we say it like this. If the improvement to the wool is worth more than the expense of the dying, then the owner can get away with paying just the expenses, but not the fee. So let's say he charged $100 for a fee for dying, and the improvement was only $80, so then he could... Um, so, so, so then you could pay him. I'm sorry, I said it in the wrong way. If the shevach was one of the yitzia, let's say his fee is $80, uh, the fee is the fee is eighty dollars, but the, the 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 improvement was a hundred. Then he could get away with just paying him the itzia, just paying him the expenses, but not his fee. But if the opposite, if the expenses were more than improvement, let's say the improvement was only eighty, and the expenses were a hundred. Also, the shavach, then you only pay him for the improvement. So basically, the way we understand is the dyer is only getting. Why is the dyer? Let's let's understand. The guy did a bad job. So why does he do compensation? You get the fee, your fee for your job, but you did a bad job, right? In other words, you didn't. You didn't meet the standards of what the expectation of what the job is. So etzem over here, I don't have to pay you your fee. That's the starting point. So why am I paying you anything? Right? Why am I paying you anything? So the answer is like this. When I, there's a big yusoid, which we're going to look at a little bit more tomorrow. Big yusoid is that when someone is mahana, someone else's property, then the beneficiary of, of the hana owes him money. So I mean, let's just understand. You come into my field and you plant and you, <coughs> you make crops grow. I owe you money. 
It's a really interesting idea. It's a very interesting idea in Baba Kama. When I give you Hana, I didn't ask for it at all. When you give me Hana, I owe you money for that. You have to talk about where, when, what are the circumstances, but definitely it's an abstract idea that is true. So here I give it to the dyer, and the dyer made my wool worth more. Now, does he get his fee for the way he should have done it? No, he doesn't, because he didn't do the standards the way a dyer should. But I have myself, he improved my asset. He improved the wool. The wool that I used to have was worth this amount of money, and now it's worth this amount of money. So he was Mahana. So therefore, I do owe him for the Hana that I got. But how do I pay him for the Hana that he got? So that's what we're saying. It depends. I, I, I have the leverage to either pay him for the expenses or for the improvement. And that, that's what the Gemara is saying is that I can pay him whichever one, whichever one is less. But I'm not paying him like the, uh, I'm not paying him the actual, the actual fee like what he would normally charge. Okay, so that's the summary here. Okay. Now, what if let's follow Adam and follow Shachar? Let's say I, I tell him to dye it red and he dyes it black. Shachar would follow Adam. Or I tell him to give it to dye it black and he dyes it red. So, mayor knows only time. Now he only pays the value of the wool. What's the pshat? What's the huge chilek? What's going on? Because here he deviates from the owner's instructions and he dyes it the wrong color. And mayor says that's a mice zela. He's robbing the owner of the wool. So, now what happens? The dyer is being cone of the wool through the physical change. And therefore, now he only, therefore, Therefore, he only owes him for the value of the tzemer. Now, if you take a look at Rashi, Rashi says a really interesting lashon. Uh, Rashi says, It's considered a kid in Shino. Again, Rameir holds when you deviate from the instructions, it's like you're robbing the owner of his things. He only has to pay him the value of the wool. But not for the, but not for the increased value. So what it sounds like from Rashi is that there's actually an, Rashi sounds like there's actually an option. If the owner wants to take the wool, he may do so as long as he would pay him the full fee. In other words, let's say, okay, I told you black and you did it red, but actually that red looks nice. If I want, I could take it. Rashi doesn't apply like that. Other Bishinim say, why? If the whole point is that he deviated by doing that, he stole. So he was Kona Bishina. If you want it back, you can't get it back. He just has to pay what he stole. What did he steal? He stole, he stole, he stole the raw wool. So it sounds like a really interesting thing. In the second case in the Mishnah, where you deviate from the instructions, who gains a lot? The, the, uh, the dyer. Because by doing that, I mean, he did the wrong thing and he's a, he's a goslin, but he gains, monetarily he gains. Now he only has to pay him the value of the raw wool, you're good. And the idea basically is that he gets all this increase in his asset, right? He has the wool, which is now worth a lot more than the raw wool. He gained that all because he stole and did it the wrong color. And it seems like now the, the owner the owner of the wool just gets back his, uh, gets back, back his wool. Now that's all the opinion of, of Rabbi Mayer. If the improvement to the wool exceeds the expenses of dyeing, then the owner pays the dyeing expenses, but not his full fee. For my serious shavach, but if the, the, the expenses of the dyeing are more than the improvement to the wool, not the shavach, then he only pays him for the improvement. So basically, if it would be a thief, then he's only going to pay him for, for, for violating. He's only going to pay him the, the value of the undyed wool. So Rebuda says it's not right. Like, <laughs> it's not right, basically, that this chote ends up getting so much. So Rebuda therefore penalizes the dyer and he doesn't allow him to keep the improvement or to get the full fee. He only receives, like, his expenses, or if the expenses are more than the improvement, he only gets the improvement. So it sounds like from this, and this is the Lashon of Rashi, the Kanasle, is that even Rebuda Be'etzim agrees to Rebbe Meir that he's a thief and a robber by deviating from the instructions. And therefore, since he's a robber, Iker Adini should be keeping all the improvement and just getting and just paying him the wall, the raw wool. However, it's a knas. It's like and it's not fair that that he should benefit so much from robbing, and therefore it's a knas on him that he can't keep the full wool. And rather, you know, he's just getting this and also not getting the full fee. So he's just getting like paid paid back for either whatever is lower, either the the, the expenses that went in or for the. Um, 
the improvement, whatever is less. So let's just clarify something. There are two cases here. One is you do a bad job, and one is where you totally mess up. So they're treated very differently. Where you totally mess up, what's the halacha? You're kona because you deviate from the instructions. If you deviate from the instructions, you're a goslin. There, a makes the argument, so you're kona all the improvement, and, and you just have to pay me the raw wool. But in the ratio, we can't say that because you didn't deviate from the instructions, you just did a bad job. So there, you just don't deserve to be paid well, and you're only compensated for your expenses and the improvement, whichever one is less. That's the ratio. So in the ratio, the, the bad dyer certainly he's the big loser because he's not, he's not the goslin. He didn't deviate. He just did a bad job. So he doesn't get his fee. And the only thing he receives is a little bit for his expenses and the improvement which everyone is left. In the safer where he deviates, he does an amazing job. He brings a tremendous value, but it wasn't what the owner wanted. So there we, we look at him like a goslin. If you look at him like a goslin, then he only owes him back the raw wool. But all the uptake repair says he gets to keep. Again, Rebuda says no. Then we make a knas or he can't keep. Let's just keep, uh, finish one thing. My car, the mission was saying that he did a bad job. What is a Lushan car? Klavis. It means he died with Klavis. My Klavis, what is Klavis? It means that he left the, on the bottom of the pot. Uh, the residue of the, of the dye, which is left in the pot, that's what he used, and that does a really uh, inferior job of coloring it.